Welcome to Activate Church Podcast and thanks for listening. We hope this message helps you and we pray that God speaks to you through this week's message. We're going to talk tonight about the Jesus way of moving mountains by faith. If you have a Bible, open it, flick to it, turn on your screen, whatever you like, to Mark chapter 11. Because in Mark chapter 11, Jesus gives us a step-by-step process for moving mountains by faith. And as we come to the Word of God tonight, I want to ask a very serious question. What kind of mountains are in your life right now? Maybe the person on your right and on your left has no idea the mountains that you're facing. And you look good tonight and maybe you'll go out to schnitz after the service and have a big old schnitzel. And on the surface, it looks great. But what they don't know is that there are some mountains in your life tonight that are looming large over your life. What kind of mountains do you have facing you right now that are causing a shadow to be cast over your life. Perhaps the mountain that you're facing tonight is called sickness. It's a mountain a lot of people struggle with. Maybe your mountain is called fear. You know, I was at someone's house just the other night. They were sharing with me uh, the challenge that they have with their little girl. She's just so small and yet she's already been so overcome by anxieties and fears that she's afraid to go to school, she's afraid to go out in the day, she's afraid to connect with her friends. You know, fear can be a terrible mountain that looms large in our lives and it causes us to shrink back from all that God wants for us. Maybe your mountain tonight is called fear, anxiety, worry. Maybe your mountain is called depression. Oh man, that's such a common one. Maybe your mountain is called addiction. Maybe it's called financial lack. Friend, it doesn't matter what it's called. The reason that we have to get rid of it is because what I've found is that as a mountain is allowed to remain in our lives, it grows and it grows and it grows and it starts to threaten us and intimidate us because its aim is to prevent us from reaching the goal that God has for our lives. It comes from the enemy. It's not from God. God doesn't bring anything like that into our lives. The Bible says we have an enemy. He's a real enemy. And he comes really to just do three things. What does he do? He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Anytime you see stealing, killing, destroying in your life or in the life of those that you love, that is not God. That's your spiritual enemy. He's very real. He's very crafty. And if you're a believer... He operates where you give him access. That's a message for another night. He cannot just do whatever he wants. And we're going to learn that tonight. But whatever your mountain is called, that's not really the point. The point is if we leave the mountain in our lives, it gets larger and larger and larger. And ultimately, it will stop us from reaching our destiny in God. And I don't want that for any person in this room. So the good news is that in Mark chapter 11, by faith, Jesus shows us that there is a way to bring that mountain down. Doesn't matter how big it is. Doesn't matter how long you've had it in your life. Jesus says there is a way to bring it down. That's good news to me. Mark chapter 11, I'm going to read to you from the Amplified Bible. Someone once told me that that was the, the woman's Bible, the women's Bible, because it had so many words in it. I'm not sure if that's true, but it seems to have extra words there. But they are helpful tonight. Mark eleven twenty two, And Jesus said to them, 
have faith in God constantly. So if you've got a mountain that you want moved in your life, Jesus said, if you're writing notes, step number one, you need a constant faith in God. You want to move mountains, Jesus says you have to develop a constant faith. We could say a strong faith, an unwavering faith. You know, the Bible says, if you're you're wavering, don't expect to receive anything from God. You're not going to receive from God if you're wavering, not sure. But see, that's not going to happen. You're not going to develop a consistent, strong faith if you are putting your faith in how you feel. We can talk about that tonight. If you put your faith in how you feel or in what you see or in what other people say, you are going to be up and down and up and down and you'll have a good week and a bad week because it looks good this week, but next week it looks bad. If you put your faith in things like that, I'm telling you, friend, you will never see mountains move in your life. So how do we develop a strong kind of unwavering faith? Well, three things that I think will help you. Number one, let's just commit to getting in His Word every day. That'd help you. The Bible says that faith comes. It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You say, Andrew, I need to develop my faith. I need to strengthen my faith. Well, get in the Word of God. That's how faith comes. You say, I'd like to have the faith of some of these guys I read about, some of these people that do wonderful things for God. Well, faith comes. comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. That's the first thing. We could just be in His Word every day. The second thing is that we could be in His house like this every week. That's a good thing to do. We are learning stuff together just by choosing to be in His house tonight. We could be anywhere. But we've positioned ourselves here. And I believe that God's going to speak to us. So be in His Word every day. Be in His house every week. And stay connected to His people. That's a small group. Now, when do small groups start? This week, right? So make sure that you get connected to God's people, and that starts this week. If you really do want a faith that moves mountain, the very first step is to make sure that your faith is not in people because they'll let you down, that your faith is not in money or in things, and it's not in your own ability, but that your faith is in God, and it's in God alone. You know the best translation of Mark eleven twenty two actually says, have the faith of God or have God's own faith. And Jesus said that because faith is how God does everything. You know, God believed in his heart and he spoke out of his mouth and planets came into existence. He's the original faith man. And faith, according to Jesus, is how we move mountains. So let's understand tonight that having a constant faith in God is necessary if you want to move mountains in your life. But let's also understand that that is a choice. Having faith is a choice. It's a day-by-day choice. You hear a lot of people say, well, you know, I just can't believe that. Do you know that's not true? You can believe it. You have to choose to believe it. You could believe it if you chose to, but you've chosen not to believe something. And my heart tonight is that I would stir up your faith to believe God at His Word so that this year you would start to see some of the things that you're believing in your heart for. See, what I'm finding is that the more that I believe God at His uncompromised Word, the more I believe it, 
regardless of what I see, regardless of what people say, regardless of what's going on around me. The more that I believe His Word, oh my goodness, the miracles that start happening, the provision that starts happening, the answers that start coming, because God is true to His Word. It's a choice. Believing is a choice. And no one can make that choice but you. So if you want to walk in freedom this year, that's a choice. You could walk in faith this year, or you could walk in fear this year. You could walk in faith this year, or you can walk in depression this year. You can walk in faith this year, or you can walk in confusion. But God is not going to make you walk by faith. That's a choice that only you can make. But the Bible says if you want to please Him, if you want to receive from Him, and if you want that mountain to move, friend, I'm telling you, you've got to decide tonight. Man, in 2018, with everything in me, I'm going to make a choice, and that choice is to be a person of faith. I'm going to believe God out of His Word. I'm going to believe God. So, if you've got a mountain in your life, you say, Andrew, I just want to see that thing move. The first thing we've got to do is make a commitment to having an unmoving faith, an unwavering, solid faith. Well, let's go on. Verse 23. Jesus says, Truly I tell you, whoever... Now notice that. Jesus says, whoever... Now, would that include you sitting here tonight? Would whoever include you? Right. Would whoever include the person who only last week became a follower of Jesus? You know, they're still looking up in the index to find the book of Genesis. They've never been to Bible college. They don't know all this faith stuff. Would whoever include that person? If that's you tonight, yeah, yeah. Jesus says, whoever. And he says that because God is no respecter of persons. Do you know what that means? What that means is that God accepts you and me on the basis of our faith, not according to how long we've been a believer or how much money we make or how many Bible colleges we've been to or haven't been to or how much education we've had or not had or what our background has been. God doesn't accept us on the basis of those things. Thank goodness. Man, you don't know my past, but thank goodness He doesn't accept us on all those things or I would never make it. I don't know about you, but I have no chance. But He doesn't accept us on the basis of that. So Jesus says, listen, whoever does what I'm about to tell you will see their mountain move. No ifs or buts or maybes. He says they will. And the reason he says that is because faith is governed by spiritual laws. I want you to understand that tonight. It's not just this airy fairy thing. And we're going to talk about that. People think, oh, faith. You're talking about faith. Well, I have faith to believe this and believe that. It's like it's the faith in the Easter bunny. See, there's natural faith that I can sit on a chair and it will hold me up. That's natural faith. But to believe in something that I can't see that God's going to do or has done, that takes a supernatural faith. That's different altogether. And I'm telling you, the Bible says that faith is governed by spiritual laws. Now, that's good news to us. Because when something is a law, it means it's predictable. It means we can understand it. It means that if we understand it, we can use it the same way every time. See, here's the thing. When I get on a plane and I fly to the United States, do you know it doesn't matter at all how I'm feeling? doesn't matter at all what I'm wearing. 
doesn't matter at all if I don't know a thing about aeroplanes. That plane is going to take off and it is going to fly me to America. Now, why? Why is it going to do that? Well, because that plane operates according to the law of lift and the law of motion. Well, in just the same way that there's a law of gravity that says if you jump off a tall building, doesn't matter you know, what you've said before that, chances are you are going to hit the ground because there is a law of gravity. There is also, the Bible says, a law of faith. Romans 3 talks about the law of faith. You can go and read it for yourself. And just like the law of gravity, the law of faith is something you can learn about and depend on. It's going to work the same way every time. You can be kept safe by this law. You can tap into this law. And so Jesus is talking about that. And he says, truly, I tell you. This is for emphasis. He's saying, listen, I'm not lying to you. Truly, I tell you. It doesn't matter who they are. But whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and doesn't doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. I'm telling you, friend, if you want your mountain moved, step number two, Jesus says you've got to speak to it. You've got to open your mouth and speak to it. Now, why? Why would you have to speak to it? That sounds like a pretty weird thing to do. If your mountain is called fear tonight, I'm telling you that according to Jesus, there is words in red. He says if you want it to move, You've got to speak to it. Does he mean like open our mouth and literally speak? Yeah, absolutely he does. That's because faith speaks. God said, light be. And there was light. God spoke it out and it was. He didn't just think it, he spoke it. And then we know that Adam and Eve were created in the image, in the likeness of God. And they were given the same creative ability with their words. We see that all through the scripture. We don't have time to talk about the power of our words tonight. But I want you to understand that faith speaks. The Bible says it's not enough if you want to be saved to just believe. It says the way that we come into relationship with God is we believe in our heart. And we confess with our mouth. So how do we activate our faith? Well, according to Jesus, we believe with our heart and then we speak it out with our mouth. That's step two if you want to move a mountain. Jesus says, if you want it to move, listen to me now. Don't keep being anxious about it. Don't get all discouraged by it. Jesus said, stand in your authority Open your mouth and speak to it. Tell it to go in the name of Jesus. But friends, what I've discovered as I've moved around and pastored for many years is that that's not what most people do. When they encounter a mountain in their life, that is not what most people do. Instead of speaking to their mountains, what I've found is that most people spend a lot of time listening to them. Instead of speaking to their mountain, they allow their mountain to speak to them. And do you know what you will hear if you allow your mountain to speak to you? Your mountain will say, look at how big I am. 
Look at how strong I am. I've been in your life for years and years and years, and you went to this course and that course, and I'm still there, and you tried this and that, and I'm still there, and you bought all those self-help books, and I'm still there. If you listen to your mountain, you will begin to get intimidated by it, and that's why Jesus said, don't listen to it. He says, if you want it to move, you better open your mouth and speak to it, and we're going to do that tonight. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 that an entire army was paralyzed by fear because they began listening to a mountain of a man. His name was Goliath. He would come out every morning, every evening, and he would defy the armies of Israel. And they began listening to that mountain of a man. And it says the entire army was shaken in their boots. The more they listened, the more afraid they became. So I'm telling you tonight, if you've got a mountain... In your life right now, stop complaining about it and speak to it. Don't put it on Facebook. Speak to it. Don't be intimidated by it. Speak to it. It was not until Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, that a heart started beating again. Blood started pumping again. Lazarus was raised by a word. And as we sang before, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible says, now lives in in you. Think about that. That's just not a song. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. He's in you. That life-giving power is in you. And Jesus says, if you've got a mountain in your life and you've been struggling with it, don't listen to it. Don't allow it to speak to you and intimidate you a moment longer. If you want it to move, speak to it. We've got to start speaking to it in Jesus' name. We've got to command it to go. I want you to notice something tonight. This is not prayer. This is not prayer. And I love prayer. Don't get me wrong. Prayer is powerful, it's effective, it's wonderful, it's our communication with God. But this is not prayer. This is not pleading with God to do something about your mountain. Could we just pause there for a moment? I want you to think about the times that you've done that. And I've done it too. Mountain in your life. Oh Lord, take it away, take it away Lord. I'll fast and I'll pray and I'll commit to doing all this. And then we put out a Gideon fleece and we say, if, if this happens and that happens, God, would you please, would you please? That, that's asking God to deal with something, to take something away that Jesus says you speak to. He does not say pray about it. He says you speak to it. You stand in your authority and you speak to it. See, he wants us to learn who we are in God. He wants us to understand that in God, we're new creatures. In God, we've got the Holy Spirit on the inside. We've got power. We've got authority from heaven to speak to things and see them move. So, of course, God could answer that prayer in a moment. Nothing's impossible for God. But Jesus says, listen, when it comes to mountains, if you want them to move, don't pray about it. Speak to it. Speak to it. How do you release your faith? Number one, you have an unwavering faith in God. We just flat out refuse to be moved by what we see and what we feel and what people say. We just make a decision this year that I don't care what they say and I don't care how I'm feeling and I don't care what I can see in the natural. I don't live by what I see. 
I live by what he says. I'm going to believe what he says, not what I see. Oh, yes, they may say that and they may say that, but I'm not moved by what I see and feel. I'm moved by what I believe. You start living like that, friend, I tell you, things will change in your life. That's the first thing. We're going to have an unwavering faith in God. Step two, if we want to see it move, we've got to speak to our mountain. And step three, don't doubt in your heart. Look at it. Truly, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Friend, what I'm going to say in the next three minutes is going to help so many of you in here because this is where most people struggle when it comes to living by faith. The problem for many of us is we wrestle with doubt. We wrestle with doubt. Oh, I want to believe this. I want to believe that, but I'm struggling with doubt. I want you to see something tonight, friends, that when I got this, it so helped me. Jesus never said, you can't have doubts in your head. He said, just don't let those doubts into your heart. There's a big, big difference between the confusion up here, trying to understand everything in our logical minds and allowing that to pollute our heart. This is the wellspring of life. This is where everything flows out of. And Jesus does not say we can't have doubts here. He says, just don't allow it into here. Don't allow it to pollute your life. There's a huge difference between the two. See, for years, I struggled with this because I'm a thinker. And I want to understand everything to do with faith. And then I'd want to step out in faith because I believe that was a good thing to do. But then my mind would say, but that's crazy. What are you thinking? Like, you can see that that's not. And then for years, I allow the doubt in my head to stop me from releasing my faith. And as a result, I had all kinds of mountains in my life. But what I discovered, listen to me now, is that even though my mind has its doubts about some things, and I know right now I'm speaking to some people who are saying, yes, that's me, that's me, that's me. I'm I'm hearing you and I want to believe this faith stuff, but that's me right there. Even though you've got doubts in your head, You can still release your faith by allowing your spirit, your heart, which is led by the Holy Spirit to call the shots rather than being led by your logical mind. Let me show you how that works. Let's say you get a revelation about returning the first, what Ben was talking about with our tithes and our offerings, and you decide, man, I'm going to start tithing this year. What happens? Well, if you're like most people, you go to put your money in the offering, And your mind says, what are you doing that for? You're crazy. Right? Come on. I know we're in church, but right? But your heart says, well, because I'm trusting in God and I believe. But your mind says, you can't afford to do that. You know, we've got the bills and the this and the that. You can't afford to do that. Here's how you overcome that. The next time there's a battle between your head and your heart, you just accept that it is perfectly okay for you to step out in faith, even though your mind doesn't understand certain things, that is okay because the Bible says our minds are in the process of being renewed. And the more that we obey God, the more that we are led by the Spirit, the more that we operate from our heart and not from our head, the greater our faith will be to move mountains. I'm saying all of us wrestle with doubts in our mind. But Jesus says, just make sure. You don't allow those doubts 
to get into your heart. Is that helpful to anybody tonight? How, how, how do we move mountains by faith? Well, step one, we're just going to decide today to have an unwavering faith in God and in His Word. If He said it, man, I'm going to believe it. It's a done deal. I'm just going to believe it. That's the first thing. The second thing is, whenever a mountain crops up in our life, we're going to speak to it in Jesus' name, and we're going to tell it to go. Step three, we're not going to doubt in our heart. And step four, believe what you say. You have to believe what you say. Friend, I'm telling you, you can go to Kurong Bookstore tomorrow and you can buy 14 Bible confession books and you can walk around your neighborhood speaking them out. And if you don't believe what it is that you're saying, and I mean really believe it, they are just empty words. You've got to believe what you say. No point speaking to things if you don't believe what you say. If you want that mountain to move, that's been plaguing your life. You've got to believe tonight. And I'm going to come into agreement with you because I didn't come to entertain you. I came for the Word of God to get a hold of you, for you to rise up on the inside tonight and to believe that, well, if Jesus said that, if they are red-letter words, if I can believe what the Master says, I'm going to take him at his word and I'm going to speak to that thing tonight and I'm going to believe in the name of Jesus that it will go. I'm going to agree with you about that tonight, but you've got to believe. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And it says that because the writer wants you to know that faith is not wishy-washy. Faith is substantial. He calls it a substance. It's dependable. It's real. It's not fluffy. It's solid. And then he goes on to say, faith is all the evidence that we need to step out in some area. God speaks to us. We agree with that. We don't understand it all. We say, yes, Lord, and we step out. That's all the evidence that we need. We don't need to see anything changing. We just need to be obedient to what he says. That's what Abram did early, early this morning. One o'clock, two o'clock, man, it was so hot I couldn't sleep. I had my Kindle on and I'm just reading about Abram. And God, he, he became Abraham, but early on he had a shorter name. His name was Abram. And Sarai became Sarah. I don't understand that, but that's what they were called, right? So God calls Abraham to leave everything that he's known and step out and go to this place that he doesn't know where he's going. And Abraham goes, yes, Lord, I'll do it. And then God confers this wonderful blessing upon Abraham, calls him the father of the faith. And then we hear back in the New Testament, what a wonderful heritage this guy had and that we can be recipients of the blessing that God conferred upon Abraham all those years ago. The writer here wants us to know that faith is real. It's solid. It's substantial. Even though we can't see things changing in the natural, faith is the evidence that we need. If God says it, I'm going to believe it. If it says in the Bible, by his stripes you were healed, I'm going to believe that that work was done, that there's nothing more to be done. We don't need to put Jesus back up on the cross again. He did the work. It's finished. It's done. I'm entitled to it. Now, maybe I need to understand some things because remember before I said the truth shall make you free. Maybe there's some things that I still don't understand about receiving that, but I'm going to believe God at his word. 
that if he says it's done, it's done. You say, oh, but Pastor Andrew, I know somebody and he had this sickness and he loved God and blah, 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 blah. Listen, that might be so and I'm not knocking that person. But God's word is my proof. God's word is my proof. That is all the evidence I need. I believe it in my heart. I confess it with my mouth and I watch as those mountains fall. I said this morning to those of you who were here, if it's in God's word, we can believe it. God doesn't lie. If it's in God's word, we need it or he wouldn't have put it in there. If it's in God's word, we, it belongs to us. We're entitled to it. And if it's in God's word, it works. Now, maybe it hasn't worked for you in some situation. And we can talk about that. But that doesn't negate the fact that it works. I could show you thousands and hundreds of thousands of times where it works, it works, it works, it works. Don't allow your disappointments, and I feel really strongly impressed to talk about this tonight, and I don't want to go over time, but please listen to me. Don't allow past disappointments to shape your theology. If it's in his word, it works. Maybe some stuff got missed in translation for you. Maybe some things happened that weren't supposed to happen. Maybe you went down some paths you weren't supposed to. And I think the word that Pastor Ben shared earlier about standing firm is such a key one because it's easy to give up. But I'm telling you, the word works. It works every time, every time, every time. And if we don't believe that, let's just pack up and go do something else. Either we stake our eternity on this or we give it away and go join something else. So I want everybody to stir up your faith tonight and just repeat this after me. Say, I am not moved. Oh, you can do better than that. Say, I am not moved by what I feel. I am not moved by what I see. I am moved only by what I believe. And I believe... The Word of God. That's a good confession. That's a good confession. Listen to Mark eleven twenty three from God's Word translation. Jesus says, I can guarantee this truth. This is what will be done for someone who doesn't doubt God, but believes that what he says will happen. He can say to this mountain, be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and it will be done for him. Jesus says, if you will believe... It will move. Now, I want you to think tonight, when will it move? When will your mountain move? Will it move when you feel something changing? Will it move when you see something different? Will it move when your bank balance suddenly goes through the roof? and You go, oh my goodness, where did that come from? Is that when it moves? No. According to Jesus, your mountain moved, listen to me, The moment you believed, the moment you believed and you spoke to that thing, which is what we're going to do in just a moment, Jesus said, in that moment, your mountain moved. How do I know that? Because Jesus said, if you believe and speak, it will move. It will move. I love in that other translation, he says, I guarantee it. That's pretty cool if Jesus says, I guarantee it, right? I'm going to take him at his word. But here's where we get into trouble, because many times we speak, we believe, and the symptoms are still there. The issues are still there. 
we don't feel any different. We go home from the service and it's still there. But this is where faith comes in. If you could see it and feel it, you wouldn't need any faith. If it's totally changed the moment you walk out the building, you wouldn't need any faith. You go, well, that's good. I'll go on to something else. The New Living Translation, listen to it. But you must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Why? Why must you really believe? Because in the natural, you haven't seen it yet. It still looks bad. It still looks like it looked five minutes ago. But listen, that doesn't mean that nothing has happened. It doesn't mean, just because you can't see anything changing with your natural eyes doesn't mean that it isn't changed. See, see, the thing about this is we're talking spiritual things and the spiritual always precedes the natural. Things happen in the spirit realm first. We pray, may it be on earth as it already is in heaven, right? That means that the spiritual precedes the natural. And I'm saying there's often a gap, and this is the most frustrating thing about it. And friends, I wish it wasn't like this, but it is, because this is where faith comes in. There's often a gap between believing God and speaking to something and seeing something change with your eyes. But I'm here to tell you, that's not the time to quit. That's not the time to doubt. If you did what God said, it will come to pass. It will, because God can't lie. So what do you do in the in-between? You do what your pastor said, and you stand strong. You refuse to doubt. You thank God for your breakthrough. Look with me at the very next verse. Jesus goes on to talking about when we pray now. And he says, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. What does he say we're to do? He says, when you pray, what do we do? Believe. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when do we believe that we've received it? Before we have it in the natural, right? We haven't seen anything in the natural change before we feel it, before we see it, before we can testify to it. Everyone goes, oh, that's amazing, my goodness. When do we see it and feel it? After we've believed that we've actually received it. That's why many people never see their mountains move. They say, well, if I don't see anything move, I'm not going to believe that it's gone. No, no, no. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17 says, we are to call things that are not as though they were. If we're going to be a people of faith, if we're going to see mountains move, we're going to believe, we're going to speak, we're going to receive by faith, knowing that it will come to pass if we don't quit. I want every person in this room to put down your things, stand to your feet. We've got some business to do tonight. And this is not going to take long, but it's so, so important. This is the reason that you're here tonight. Four steps to moving mountains by faith. I can go. We're going to put our faith in God and we're going to keep it there. We're going to speak to our mountain in Jesus' name. We're going to refuse to doubt regardless of what we see. And we're going to believe that what we say will come to pass. That's the Jesus way of moving mountains by faith. And the best part is every person in this room, if you're in a relationship with God, you can do what I've just shown you to do. If you believe... Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So right now, I want you to just close your eyes. I want you to begin stirring up your faith. The Bible says that when David visited his brothers on the battlefield, 
He heard the giant's threats just the same way as they had. But instead of listening to that junk and shrinking back from it, the Bible says that David ran towards that giant and he said, you come against me with spear and sword and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hands. That's the kind of godly confidence that mountain movers have. I preach this message tonight because I know some of you have been intimidated by a mountain for far too long. Well, tonight, you're going to tell it to go. I'm telling you, friend, the devil wants you to stay quiet tonight. He wants you to doubt. He wants you to think that God isn't big enough to deal with your problem. But friend, listen to me. I came to tell you God already dealt with it when he sent Jesus to the cross. He dealt with it. And now you've got to speak to it. You've got to open your mouth and speak to it. So whether it's a mountain of sickness, a mountain of bills, a mountain of addiction, a mountain of intimidation, a mountain of insecurity, a mountain of past hurt, I don't care what it is. In just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, I want you to open your mouth, even if you've never done this in church before. And I want you to tell that thing to go. I don't want you to think it up in your head. I don't want you to murmur it under your breath. The power is in your tongue. This is going to be your Jericho moment. I'm going to believe that mountains will fall tonight. Are you ready? On three. I want you to open your mouth and with every bit of boldness you've got, you tell it to go. In the name of Jesus, you say, in the name of Jesus, you get out of my life. You get off of me. You go. I command you to go. Are you ready? One, two, three. Speak. Speak to it. Tell it to go. Trust you enjoyed this week's message. For any more information about Activate Church, check out our website www.activatechurch.com or download our app online and have a great week.